0: This is Art speak,
1: and he's like, he like does his thing, but he does like treble sounds and not like. He's yeah, he's like, so um, so all my all three kids will beatbox together, and they're so sincere that I just like do it with them because I've beatboxed to my kids, yeah, since they were babies, yeah. So it's like this weird thing that's come back. Um, but Penny was so shy, mm-hmm. but then she did it. And I, I and and then I think because all the yeah. kids did with her, so that was a while ago, dude. That dude, was like six months ago.
0: She was doing it, and um, she uh, Daniel started copying her, and she's like, no, no, and I was <sighs> like, you can do this together. Yeah, that's what we did. <laughs> I'm like, sorry, dude. No, it's all good. <laughs> <We do. laughs> what are you apologizing <laughs> for? And I was like, well, because uh, a few months ago, Penny was talking about like breakdancing and I was like, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was I said, we'll we'll but, find you some B girl videos. But, but, but. I said, we'll we'll throw down some cardboard in the living room. Yeah. I was like, you can learn to break dance. I don't care.
1: The amazing thing <laughs> of what you just shared is um mm-hmm. I figured so welcome to Shaco Art Speak. We're doing a um Only half of us know what's going on episode. Yeah, we're doing an Only Half of Us Know What's Going On episode. I'm Ryan Loterio. I'm the half that kind of knows. I'm Gareth Blackwell and I have no (laughs) clue. But he has snacks and he does eat them well. Snacks have been eaten well. Yeah, been eaten well. So we're, you know, we're entering in the summer. And to be honest with you, uh, I just finished up, as did Gareth, our, um, like, all our stuff for for being university professors. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Shout out to all my students. Shout out to everybody that's made Great it stuff. through this year. And um, <laughs> yeah. so we have a talk that we keep putting off that's super serious. <laughs> yeah. And uh, we're, we're putting it off for one more week. But here's why um, because it's summertime, right? Yeah. And I want to talk about the greatest summer song ever composed in the history of music. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> And you know what song it is. I,
0: I, I think I do.
1: It's fresh. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> fresh Prince of Bel-Air. <laughs> okay. Will Smith. <laughs> okay. Summertime. Okay. All right, let's good. talk so about. Now, let's, now where you okay, good. You let's know. talk. Okay, so then let's debate it. Let's talk about. <laughs> so we want to do something like a little <laughs> oh, um, See, okay. curveball-y. And I want to talk about the song Summertime because I got up today and that song was in my head. Summer, mm-hmm. summer, summertime. Time mm-hmm. to sit back in. I don't even know what to say about it, but I think there's a conversation about uh, iconic hits that encapsulate a time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And a season. No, totally. And, and like how how does that work? So
0: that's, that's a good call. Um, so I'm trying to just give myself a few. A th-
1: <laughs> there you go. Instant nostalgia. barbecues, loose oh, yeah. clothes, like not, you're not, you know, it's the summertime. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Back um, when the uh, DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince were at their, probably their, their apex. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I
0: mean, yeah. Okay, yeah. Yep. Th- there is something about that. Yeah. Um, yeah, we were talking earlier. We we're talking about like musicality and how like uh, the music can almost make you forget anything else that's going on. Yes, it can get you into these motions and these kind of spaces. Mm-hmm. So I think that's that's definite. Like that mm-hmm. is that is huge because uh, it's a hundred percent. That song has that vibe to it. We just lost so many people. <laughs> Yeah,
1: maybe. I don't know. Maybe we maybe We, gained, we might maybe gained There's all those you know? Will Smith fanboys yeah. out there that are just like, yeah. finally. Finally, they're talking about the Fresh Prince of Bill. I mean, <laughs> Fresh Prince, not the yeah. Fresh Prince of Air. That's his TV show that was later. Um, <laughs> but that song, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's interesting to get old enough to where certain songs have this potential to hold mm-hmm. kind of uh, the same place, regardless of the uh, changing context. No, that's real. <clears throat> um,
0: Cause I think that there was something I heard one time and it may have just been one of these kind of like pop culture anecdotes stats that isn't really real, but you can't prove it's not. Yep. Um, but it was something about how, uh, audio cues mm-hmm. or audio, um, is one of the only things that links to memories mm. in such a hardwired way. I believe it because there's times like I'll hear a song. I'm like, boom, I'll be like back in somebody's classroom in like fourth grade. I'll be back. Uh, you know, on the boat with somebody on the weekend, fishing, I'll be wherever, and I'm like transported immediately to something I've never thought about. Yes. Like not in 10, 20 years.
1: Yeah, I agree. It's like, let me, I agree, dude. So let's just do an experiment. <laughs> okay. I just want to play a portion of, we're going to talk about this, that summertime song. Yeah,
0: this is a uh, Shaco uh, science space for all yeah. of you who are just, yeah, there, yeah. just we're checking just in.
1: Checking in. We're just, we're just taking a break. I mean, it's summertime. It's our summer break. We're going to. So, just listen for this really quick. Let's just see how, how quickly it hits everybody. Mm-hmm. It's coming. Sorry, it's taking a little longer. Dramatic pause. It's coming. Some people already know what this is. Yeah. Just like that. Yes. That's all. You, just the beginning of that. And you already know what it is, right? Just the.
0: Welcome yeah, Tears for fear. Fears.
1: It's, it, but oh, it's yeah. all you need is like a sliver in the hardwire memory. If, if, if uh-huh. you're, you know, because that song was like my favorite song when I was five. It doesn't, it doesn't, it just holds. But there's also then the reinforcing of it.
0: I was going to say, I think that's one of the reasons why I think sampling in hip hop was such a. A, an amazing thing mm-hmm. Because what What you could do In the space of one song Was weave in Three Four mm. Five Twenty Of those yep. little earworms Ooh. That you've always kind of had That So it, it hits In just mm-hmm. a different way And I don't want to I don't want to get us Off track And let just become A 30 minute conversation About hip hop But I think that that's No, that's no talk about that <clears throat> Yeah talk about that A little bit more though But I just think like You see that It's not just You know It's not just something That popped up In like the 70s and 80s um, With hip hop But um that, that same idea of like riffing off of something like that's in the visual arts yeah. know, throughout history. I mean, yep. you get those riffs um, is definitely throughout design. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you got a lot of spaces where the idea of riffing on something, sampling, whatever it may be, mm-hmm. um, it calls to mind things, right? Cause yep. I mean, what, <clears throat> what, what's that turning point in art school where everybody feels like they've gone from like the high school kid mm-hmm. who's just in art school for a little bit to now they're like the college art student, and I think it's honestly <laughs> it's the introduction introduction of the conversation of semiotics. Yeah, when they're like,
1: yeah, sign yeah, signifier yeah. reference. Yep, that's right,
0: and and that's really kind of what we're, what we're talking about. Sure. with this spot is like that. There's like something semiotically happening um, in that space where um, when you hear that song, it pushes you back to something that signifies. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, if you hear those samples, you hear those loops, it pushes you but to I'll, something else. Yeah,
1: and also if the sig- if what it, it is. Um if the signified mm-hmm. is is uh, still relevant to you, at least at a minimum, I mean, but even so, you, th- you take the the Fresh Prince of Bel Air song. I keep calling it that. Dang it, man! I got to stop doing that. That's uh, Sorry, shame. On, shame on me, Will Smith. The f- yeah. So, um, <laughs> but that song, Summertime, uh, by DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince, um, it has a kind of uh, a roundedness to it. Mm-hmm. Like there's a softening of the edges of, of all the, the sounds. And it, it, it's a, a billowing kind of song that has a, like, you know, he even says it, he talks about being smooth in the song, smooth groove, you know, chilling out it like, so like there's a, a way to understand how to mellow out a song that actually accords with a, an image they're conveying in the video. And they're like, mm-hmm. it's just super basic man. It's just people dancing at barbecues and they're cruising around in the back of a truck. Like they're sitting in a, picnic bench or something like that if I remember correctly at the back of a pickup truck or something and um but so all those signs and signifiers signify summer or signify uh what we like most about summer which really comes down to good food good people and no stress
0: yeah 100 percent. you
1: know what I'm saying and so who doesn't still want that so you hear that and it's like a it's it's kind of similar to the um want <laughs> to it's kind of similar to how, like, when that song by Montel Jordan comes on, this is how we do it.
0: Yeah, Dude, this is how yeah. we do it. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. There's, like, <laughs> songs that people, like, but everybody, like, like, that song is better in people's minds now than it was when it came out.
0: 100%. Yeah. 100%. Yeah, yeah.
1: I mean, I lived through that song. I mean, it, it was cool, but it wasn't as good as people like it now. So it did something that had, like, a longer life, a shelf life to it, that people still like It's like a It's an access point Into a, a particular time Or whatever um, You know And I, I like to think about that As far as How, how, how music Can kind of Take up space Or take up Mental space Or heart space I guess um, yeah. yeah So anyhow
0: It definitely does And it's uh, <clears throat> I mean there's uh, One of those things uh, For me That kind of like Throws you back To a particular time Um is just the call out at the beginning of a song, which, you know, if you know, you know it. Um but it will it will take me immediately back to high school mm-hmm. to a very specific uh day hanging out with my friends, riding around in a car. <coughs> Excuse me, but it's uh it just, you know, cash money records taking over for ninety nine two thousands.
1: Oh no. Oh my gosh! I can't go there with you. This is great. We finally found <laughs> what we don't agree with. Because this is our age difference. So, right? dude. Well, see. Well, here's the. Deal I respect it, it, but I can't but go there. I mean,
0: you know, the Five or Four Boys and all those folks were coming out of New Orleans, yeah. which is right around where I was growing up. Totally. So it was. It was. And the, here's the thing: the dude. local music.
1: Only because of you. Well, I give a little more respect <laughs> to that. If I didn't know you, I accuse them of being the end of rap music. I mean, dude, it's Cash uh, Money. Cash Money. I mean. Yeah. Uh, cash money did exactly it was a paradigm shift. They they were like, I ain't paying money for sampling. Yeah. And then they had and then they had to adjust their cadence and, and rap to accommodate their um, very non-musical understanding of Casio <laughs> keyboards and <laughs> you, you know what I'm saying? It, but percent but, it, it, it. Yeah, yeah. but and it and they got money and like it resonated with people. And I who who am I to say? But I do think it, that's the, they are the paradigm shift because OutKast is from the South mm-hmm. and they were killing it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I you can't even put those guys in the same breath as Casimir. I mean, they're no, not no, even in you know. 100% because I would say like. But it, cash money changed everything. Because then yeah. people are like, well, why do I want to pay for Sample when I can? And, you know, I get it. I get it more now, though. Because by the way, like, you don't make any money in music. Nah. People don't realize that, like, you have to tour to make money. I never knew that. Yeah. What is that, uh,
0: that, that TLC? Yeah uh, Press conference after the Grammys Yeah Where they're like, hey, what's up?
1: We just won a bunch of awards We're all broke We're broke they, And they weren't exaggerating Like, I, <sighs> I, I didn't know that I, I watched the documentary Really good documentary on New Edition And these guys were in the projects Utterly broke And they're, they're making Grammy records It's crazy And no one knew Yeah, yeah and, they're, and after they paid out everybody else to travel To have gold records whatever they're still broke. And, and you know, as you, uh, as a, without ever knowing that, you're, like, watching on outside going, like, oh, man, they're living this life of affluence, and they've made it, and, you know, it's just not true. Now, I was on, on my way <clears> here, uh,
0: and uh, Special Ed came on. Just got it made. Shuffle. Mm-hmm. Got it made. And mm-hmm. that whole song, whole mm-hmm. thing he's doing is talking about, he's like, I buy a car every of the month. Yeah. Like, those Honda
1: scooters, I got 74. Yeah. You know, and it's, it's like, yeah, you probably don't, man. Definitely didn't. Definitely don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's, and that also gets even into, 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 into the significance of indie music Yeah And people like Sufjan starting Asthmatic Kitty mm-hmm. and, and holding on to all the royalties and, and just making all your own content Yep Is a significant shift I mean, it's interesting, man Like when you start looking at um, I don't know I mean, we're still dealing with these kinds of things With big tech and, and social oh, media platforms go. And I fear I fear we're losing a little bit of the ability To do the organic um grassroots thing. Well, I think it's great. You know, you mentioned um, Sufjan Stevens,
0: and I think one of the things that is so endearing about him, whether you like his music or not, um, mm-hmm. is exactly what you're talking about. So his, the album he made after his mom passed for Carrie, Carrie Yeah, And uh, so that one, like, from my understanding, it was pretty much like him in a bedroom with, mm-hmm. like, mattresses against the windows. Yep. And he just did all of himself. Yep. I mean, like, it's but all But he is air. freakishly talented. Freakishly talented. But <laughs> I think there's, there's a... You know, there's an artistic element to that. There's a thing there that, like, you got to respect as an artist, Mm -hmm. you know, to be uh, doing that trade. Especially if you're in a place where you could just shop all that out. Yes. Yes. You know, he just has to make a few calls, say, okay, you get this percentage, you get these cuts, whatever. Yeah. So, yeah. um, But I think, I mean, it's, I was trying to look up. There's a, there's an article that Rolling Stone put out and it's like the like the 55 greatest summer songs ever. And, you know, it's, I don't know. Some of them are things that they just get stuck in your head. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of these, I mean, some of these are pretty tough to say no to. Um, I'm going to pull one up real quick. Um, cause this is one I'd say is pretty good. Um, I don't know how, apparently. So yeah, everything about it.
1: Everything about it. I'm just, ready to skateboard right now. Heck
0: yeah, dude. You ready to skateboard? You ready to go like grab a burger off the grill? Yeah. You know? Like, well, uh, you know. You so, got no constraints. That's yeah, all you yeah, do. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. So this was the thing that um, I think I said in my own long time ago when we did our kind of Who Are We podcast episodes Mm -hmm. just to kind of introduce ourselves so it's redundant to an, an older episode but i will say it's worth maybe worth repeating again like you know when it it became like when i became more consciously aware of this phenomena it's when i went to new york i've said this already but when i went to new york for the first time and i've you know i listened to a lot of music pretty eclectic listener and uh getting on the subway to new york coming from california for the first time so I'm hearing all these sounds, and they all are extremely familiar to me, and I'm having a kind of almost a internal melodic response to it, mm-hmm. but I'm not 100% clear. And so when I'm leaving, the, as the, sub is, uh, as the subway cars are leaving the airport, they go underground, it's a, it's a ways out. I don't know where I'm going. I've never been here. And then we finally get off, and we clear the subway. And, and as you, there's a difference in sound when you're underground and then when it breaks to clear air. And yeah. you hear the, hor- the horns honking and people talking and you can get fresh air again. And, and so I break out of the ground into above ground and then it hit me, like I could hear um, specifically Nas Ilmatic album. Yeah. And uh, so I, you know it's my first time going to New York and I'm there to go to a bunch of gallery shows, which was life-changing life when you haven't been in, you know, since some time ago, but it was already life-changing just getting on the airport, riding right the subway, clearing the ground, hopping off, being above ground for the first time. And my mind's already like, whoa. And, you know, so I gave an artist talk later that year and I talked about kind of my naive desire to find a visual way of doing what that album had did for me, which is it it prepared me for a place that I hadn't yet been. Hmm. So and I talked about that in my, my talk, that, that all the sounds and a lot of the music that I've been listening to my whole life, you know, so a lot of the, I listened to a lot of um Kind of more headphone hip hop music growing mm-hmm. up. I, I like, I tended to, without, you know, as a kid who had no education, like no, you know, nobody was reading in my house. There's no, you know, I was telling somebody yesterday, like music and hip hop, um, I was listening to everything, rock, all kinds of stuff, but I was really a hip hop kid. And, and part of that was like a lot of the stuff that I like the most, the stuff that made me think the most, mm-hmm. you know, so, so in a private um, headphone space where you're just like, this world's opening up to you but they were drawing upon the sounds of their environment and bringing that into focus and putting it into melody, into the cadence of voice. So like, you know, you hear um, Black Star and you you hear Biggie, his first album, and then you go there and you're like, oh my gosh, like, I feel like I was given a taste of this place in such a serious way that it's actually, because the music gets in you in a literal sense, the memory of the music is in you. That it, it in that sense it actually gets in you, and so then it holds a place for you, and then you come to the context, and then uh, what I experienced was everything opened up into high def, and it 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 expanded past the music, right? Because now the structure of the song has exploded into the context from which it came in some ways, and now you're 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 intimated in a preemptively to a place you haven't been. That idea has stayed with me ever since. Like, and that came directly from that you know, I didn't get that from art school. I didn't get that from studying painting. I got that from listening to Nas. Yeah. And um and others. But um so that started to make me think about the way you know, the way art the arts or art can kind of prefigure, or I guess, anticipate people and places you haven't yet been. So when we say things like music can bring us together, well, I think I think there's like a a sappy school poster way that that happens, you know, like an inspirational yeah. poster, <laughs> yeah. but there's actually a deep way that, um, this is happening to us. And, and I'd like to think that because, because paint or sorry, because music fills our oral space or mm-hmm. oral space, like, it, yeah. And, and it's not contained it can reverberate, but it's, you know, it's, it's, amplification. So like as loud as it can go is as far as it'll go for the duration that it does. Right. Like, mm-hmm. um, it's not, it's not bound to, uh, objecthood. It's different in that sense. Right. Um, and so trying to translate that phenomena or find the analogous phenomenon, like a visual communication, like a painting or something like that became something that I really, um, Kind of devoted a lot of time to and that, yeah. that got into semiotics and effects and color theory and you know can these things precipitate or exceed the literal surface that they're on and i do yeah. i i both do and don't think they can i think i mean i don't think they can like music but then there is the power of images you know and i think there has to be a, i think the thing that i've come to is there's a willingness to concede um that i think music is mm, i mean i'm a painter not a, not a musician right but music at its best is probably the best, which I may lose some folks. It, or I don't know if it's the best, but it just it's just because it's not constrained the same way. I was gonna say, I mean, you know, you talk about art being pervasive but not
0: ultimate, mm-hmm. and I think music's the best example of that. Because mm-hmm. I mean, if you think about almost anything in your life that you do, mm-hmm. um, there's music probably in the background. Yep. You know, like whether it's um, you know just being in the studio studying mm-hmm. whatever. Um, I mean I wake
1: up with songs in my head.
0: Oh, 100%. Yeah. You know, and I mean like my kids are just like singing all the time. We got music playing. It's what it is. You go someplace, I mean, you're in a freaking elevator, You're mm-hmm. music playing, right? It's just there. It's pervasive. It's 100% kind of all around you. Yeah. And so in that space, I think it's the it's the closest we have to I think what art and design should really be mm-hmm. like within a within a, a good culture.
1: Yep. You know, because
0: it's there. Like nobody's fighting about it, and nobody's being like, always rolling up at your barbecue and being like, "Hey, Ryan, can you tell me the value of this and right. why you have it right now?" Right? No, I yeah, don't. I don't an, understand. That's this. right.
1: There's no need. That's the thing. Coming back to Will Smith, not only like so. He, what's funny about like take 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 Will Smith? Take. I mean, you know, when those guys started, they were like teenagers and uh, Def Jam or whatever. Yeah, and rap music was like considered threatening to a lot of a lot of people which is right? crazy yeah. which is crazy nobody thinks of Will Smith as threatening at this point <laughs> except for if he's acting in a movie and the character in the movie responds accordingly right like yeah. otherwise you're like Will Smith is like not that guy mm-hmm. so to think but to, so to think about how persistent a song like that can get into the cultural memory of a people to where it actually breaks down those initial naysayers over decades to where everybody is is triggered into the right kind of response and headspace Oh man! I instantly want to barbecue. I instantly want to be outside. I yeah. instantly want to have a tank top on. I instantly want to put certain clothes on. I instantly mm-hmm. want to dance. Like all of these um, imperatives follow from the the phenomena of the song, the yeah. orchestrated musicality. Of the song literally moves you into action, or at least it gives you an uh, oral proposition that that uh, that is connects back up with the the, the the planted memory, the mm-hmm. first time you heard it, the second time, the third time, the way it's built in, and all of a sudden char- there's a charge and then there's an action or a or a longing for that action. There's a longing to be in that place um, where, and it, you know that may be a nostalgia, but it also may be something other than nostalgia that I don't have like a way of describing as mm-hmm. of yet, but that's a, a pretty remarkable thing really that is. happens with frequency because the other side of this is like there's songs, and I won't say which or but there's music I never want to hear Mm because it's too tightly connected to someone I was dating and not even like in a sappy way. Like some, some songs are just like, it's just like, it just reminds me of people that I'm like, I had a bad, that was a Mm -hmm. bad experience. That song so overwhelmingly is tied to that person. I can't hear it. Yeah. Even Mm -hmm. to this day, it's not like I think about it. It's not like I have any control, almost any control over it. Like it's like, you know, and I think, I do think it's possible to make new connections to like redeem Mm -hmm. something out of its strong association yeah, uh, yeah. But you have to want to And it has yeah. to be wor- the, the the music or the work Has to be worth it Yeah you know? And I
0: think you know, And I have the same experiences I'm trying to think of like How could some of those songs Be redeemed And I think it would have to be like There would have to be Some kind of like uh, Like surprise interjection mm-hmm. by somebody else Like it, it wouldn't come from me Being like Okay I'm gonna sit down And change this Because it is so tied To those memories mm-hmm. um, You know so it's Yeah it's almost to a point Where like I couldn't even imagine mm-hmm. How those songs could be Made better um, I don't know if I even want to share this anecdote I don't even know No, I'm scared <laughs> No, I mean, I've already told it to you today Okay but <clears throat> Well, I'll keep it kind of vague
1: Okay So
0: I was at a coffee shop this morning with my son Yes Um, My wife and daughters were out They went to the zoo So it just me and Daniel And uh, this song comes on It's totally not the kind of song you expect to hear in a coffee house
1: uh, It's just too
0: live It's just too live uh, No matter what crew you're with Yeah So, um, it was, and it was the unedited version of it. Mm -hmm. So I'm sitting there with a lot of folks in like business attire working on their expensive laptops and I'm hearing all of these words (laughs) that
1: they're just like awkwardly kind of looking at each other. Was this a group that was once banned in the USA?
0: It may have been. They may have been a group that uh, triggered a certain vice president's wife to, uh, instigate labeling of certain albums.
1: Yep. So do um, your research. Yeah, dig into the annals.
0: <laughs> so, so I'm sitting here and I'm like, is this really on? Uh, I mean, it's a bop. All right, it's a it is a catchy song, mm-hmm. but it is <laughs> not what you expect. It's In your
1: face, it's in your face, graphic.
0: And here's my two and a half year old son sitting in a chair across from me, just
1: just bopping up, bopping his up light. Down. I mean, he's There just, you go. He's just loving it. How does the, he know to do that? The is beat
0: this? is infectious, man. Yeah, the,
1: there's a there's an imperative to the beat. The beat actually tells you something. Yeah. So the people that don't think that it t- it's telling you anything don't understand the full measure of music. It's telling your body something, and your body like knows how to respond. Oh yeah, and and even without being learned, even without practice, there's a sort of primal response of, you know, like I think I had a neighbor who had a, like a lowrider car, and he was he's pretty great. He listened to a lot of like he listened to a lot of gangster rap, and my daughter Ava was probably one and a half, and he's he's with some hardcore gangster rap, hardcore. I mean, F-bombs the whole nine and Ava stands at, is at the corner of my street and he gets ready to pull out and she puts one hand up and she starts bobbing up and down with one hand up. I was like, <laughs> and he goes, yo, man, how does she know to do that? I was like, dude, I do not know. <laughs> I mean, she just that's heard this great. for the first time right now. Like, I don't know. That's um, our favorite song. It's all repeat. Yeah. It's like, I'm playing it. She's never, I mean, it's just, she just felt it. Right. So. Yeah, dude. Yeah. 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 I mean, so that's a there's something there to sit down on I, it makes me think about things like acoustics mm-hmm. so there's like a uh, anatomical i acu- like I'm making this up but it's like there's probably super smart people somewhere that already know how to explain this but I, it's as if we are um, our own kind of acoustic Cathedral oh yeah. yeah primed to receive music and primed to be moved by it
0: well also the reception of that music is highly physical yes right
1: so it's not like
0: it just comes in as some weird, like binary, mm-hmm. and gets
1: translated in our yes. brain,
0: it literally goes into your ears, mm-hmm. vibrates your mm-hmm. inner body, yeah, and in a pleasing way or not, yeah. I mean, like, yeah. there is something to be said about that. The way that, like, this is, but then also you, you said about like the the art you can see, stuff mm-hmm. you can touch, like, it, is there is a physical, yeah, it's a physical absorption yep.
1: of the world
0: around you that yeah. is so like. And we just are like, oh, it's decorative. It's like you it can't, it can't by definition, it can't be decorative. Yeah,
1: that's just to pacify something that actually isn't, isn't necessarily passive. Yeah, it's just a, it's a way of, kind of a, it's an, it's a sort of, you know, in in the best possible way, it's it's meaningful and structural and it's impactful. But in the worst possible way, it's a dismissive and yeah, right. Um, but you know, the thing is, like we we know that there um, are. Um, th- this is gonna sound like such staunchy language, but there's proper responses to music mm-hmm. um, when it comes to this bodily sense, right? Um, you know, so, like, you don't necessarily dance like gangster rap to like symphony or uh, orchestra music. Right. And I'm not talking about the contrived level, I'm talking about the innate, organic, primal. I just responded. Music activates you in different ways according to the kind of music that it is that's something to sit down on because that actually, if that's true with music, I do think that's actually true with visual art. Yeah. And I think that that, what that means is there's uh, manners of moving people that are worth considering. And there's manners of moving people that maybe we don't do to the excess that we do. In other words, like if you're only ever thinking of music and it's depressive in mood and tone, and then you find yourself being depressed, Mm -hmm. something to consider there. Cause as a person who struggled with depression, Mm. um you know even up to even up to yesterday um and a little bit today uh if I were in my early twenties, what I'd be doing is putting on music that tripled down on my depressive state mm-hmm. instead of trying to like um let light in, so to speak, yeah. not just like vitamin d light mm. i you know in words vitamin C or vitamin d come from the sun d d yeah, so vitamin d light, which i need um but uh Musical light, mm-hmm. um, spiritual light, um, thought light, people light. Mm-hmm. So um, what I know now gives me tools to work with. What I didn't know then is that I blanketed myself in more of what I was already feeling on the inside, externally, and it gave me narrative, it gave me a motive, it gave me words to hang on to, it gave me melody to hang on to. So it pulled me deeper into it. And so it's not neutral. You know Also, you know if I'm frustrated or aggravated, I could listen to music that would reinforce that. How many people? Um, you know, are, are prone to act out in violence If they're listening to music more frequently uh-huh. That actually talks about these things and, and puts it into a state of mind I mean, I, I certainly was there when I was a young, young mm-hmm. man Like, I mean, I'd, you're, you're more um, gassed up to protect yourself Or just growing up in a rough neighborhood you just, there's, there's mindsets you don't realize That aren't merely your mindset You're inhabiting uh, the oral space And the mindset of, of a multitude of people uh, A legion of people that are echoing and reverberating you as this kind of strange I, I use cathedrals, just kind of like I think they think about cathedrals is this these spaces that are orchestrated to reverberate sound. Mm-hmm. Um, the acoustics that that um, they're meant to activate the voice or elevate the voice through the roof up to the heavens, if you will, or whatever. And you start thinking about concert halls in their shape and their manner, the music and habits like a like a hermit crab takes on a shell. Yeah. The music takes on the space and the space does something with the consistency of the music that specifies it and makes it unique like nice. i saw Sufjan stevens I is our favorite concert i've mentioned it before but at the berkeley concert house in uc berkeley in 2005 or 4 and it was just the greatest concert and, and it was so good that Sufjan added two more days mm. because of the uniqueness of the concert hall nice. the literal structure of it and uh and because there was like a uh world-class vocal or what do you call it? Chorus mm-hmm. um, choir that uh, sung for Berkeley. And then they had this brass instrument string quartet. So like it was the perfect coming together of all of these excellent pieces in this excellent place. And it was incredible. Like it was, and, he, and, and you know, the double down for me, was like he knew it enough to be like, we're going to do two more yeah. concerts here because I'm not going to play these songs in this way in this place again with the chance of this world-class choir being here on these days and, and all these people are being filled with the same music as the space was in this kind of united state where you're united mm-hmm. it's really remarkable to think about how how enjoying singing and um how our bodies receive that how our bodies resonate sound I don't know, man, and you know, yeah, there's so much there. Yeah, there was
0: a, was it, I think it was at MoMA a few years ago, and um, I had gone with a niece of mine, and she, um, like a lot of folks, was a big fan of Van Gogh. Mm -hmm. And so, um, Starry night was on like the top floor in a gallery off to the side. And so we went up there, and it was the same sort of thing you're talking about. Because there was a single wall that was only for this one painting. Um, and the way that people were crowded around it and how there was kind of a hushed kind of space there. Mm-hmm. That there was some like weird cathedral-like quality to it. Mm-hmm. Um, where it was like a, there were like these kind of established communal rules within that space that mm-hmm. nobody spoke but everybody understood. Um, and it was a, it was a completely shared experience that was mm-hmm. going on. <coughs> No, I wasn't too interested, so I didn't stick around. Um, but then a few rooms over were water lilies, which is, I every time I've seen it, it's a punch in the gut.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and so I just like went and sat in with that. And it was a completely different feel. Mm-hmm. The same sort of thing, yep. where there were these uh, these experiences that were happening because of the art that was in the world. Because mm-hmm. of the stuff that was there, and people were responding to it. Uh, some people in physical ways, man, they were like little old ladies that were like, like... Dabbing like tears on their face, mm-hmm. you know, looking at this stuff. Yeah, um, you know, I don't. I've never, I've never felt that from a. I don't know any sort of like faculty meeting I've been in for any place. Yeah, never felt that for like a. You know, uh, oh, such and such place had a sale, uh, right? You right. know, or yeah, or those. You know, those, those sort of things. Like it doesn't happen in other spaces, but there is like a very, very specific way um, that those environments work. Um, And there was no, there was, there was no issue. There was no beef between these people, Mm -hmm. you know, like the biggest beef was like, Oh, you're kind of bumping into me too Mm -hmm. much or whatever. Um, but, the the art actually created space where everything was like, Oh, this is, this is a bit more, a bit more in line with some things. Mm -hmm. And it sort of preceded so much more.
1: Well, it's interesting. So there's a, gosh, this is maybe for another podcast. So I don't want to, I just did like a talk yesterday on aesthetics. Um, like coding and philosophy like, like the you said coding yeah which i don't like, know much about like but computer programming yeah, and stuff. Okay. yeah so it was weird but um it was good and uh with some high school kids and it produced like a second part because they're like i got so much to ask you but so shout out to you if you're listening today because uh i know some of you were like well listen to your podcast um but the the um the the specificity of or the specifying way that aesthetics can bring things into focus uh means it has to foreclose on things that don't belong in focus hmm. and so one of the things i i had said on the fly because it was a fast-paced talk was that that some people would say that um in a, you know I'm, i may be inclined to agree i just wrestle with the word beauty but the beauty is the the stated diversified existence of things in the way in which they come together or the way we see them in their fitted sense their relational fitted sense so so you see things that you recognize and they come together we say gosh that was that's breathtaking or that we say wow or we say ah oh. and so um, there's something i would lay out is is the coming together of things um, accords with the coming together of us, and we are meant to come together, mm-hmm. which assumes that we're un, we're, we're we're broken maybe, or we're not together. Yeah, yeah. if that makes sense. Like in ourselves, in, with each other, and we see that that nobody should push against that. So, because if you think about the times when we talk about things being most beautiful, in some ways, it's the it's the state at which things fit together, and when you see it, it confirms some deep suspicion that there is supposed to be a way things are together, meaning people, places, things. Like, like we, you know, when someone successfully performs an incredible feat um, and it all works out, you say, wow, that's incredible that worked out that way. Yeah. You know, Michael Jordan dunking from the free throw line, people said, that's beautiful. Well, it all came together. It, it, everything about the circumstances set the stage for this to come together. When somebody really plays the song, mm-hmm and it comes together with the acoustics and it comes together with the people and, and there's an aha, you know, a release, if you will. Um, uh, it, it speaks to the idea that we're meant to find release, mm-hmm. um, which in reverse means that there's something that is holding us down or there's something we're under that is inhibiting us or there's some kind of um, incompletion or brokenness in the midst of that which should be together, so when it finally does come together, you're relieved. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? It's like, oh, I can breathe now because that comes together and that was beautiful. Well, what was it before? Um, you know, um, and how how are you able to perceive that? So there's a whole discussion there, but you know, one of the things that you know re, we we've been reading some books on aesthetics, but one of the things that I said is aesthetics. Um, and there's several who've said this, but aesthetics activate your particular ability to respond. Yeah. So they activate your agency. Yeah, They invite play or decision-making and response. And so um, there's a whole discussion there. I don't want to get into too much. But so when, when the aesthetics of water lilies comes together with museum, comes together with third floor, comes together with benches, mm-hmm. comes together with the mutual agreement to gradually become quieter as you move through the museum from the first to the second to the third floor and the palette changes and all of these effects occur, It can bring someone to the point in their 80s to where they can be wiping tears off their face. Yeah. And it's worth it. And it's actually worth it because that coming together speaks to something more than merely what's in front of their face.
0: Yeah. And I think that, you know, even going back to how we started everything, I think that's why some of these, some of the things you hear uh, can bring you back to certain places. Mm -hmm. Because there's, I mean, there's a cumulative value in life. You know, it's not, you know, as you get older, you have more and more of those experiences, memories, um, connection points, whatever Mm -hmm. it may be. Um, and so, um, but you also have the time necessary with certain things to have a better, maybe appreciation, understanding, uh, even like nostalgia or sentimentality Mm -hmm. about certain things. Um, Also, I mean, mean, the older you get, like the stuff that sticks around is the stuff that you think is actually worth sticking around. Mm -hmm. You know, like if you've been been sitting with something for 40, 50, 60, 70 years, like there's a good reason it's still there.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when you listen to Tears for Fears, everybody wants to rule the world and it still resonates. Yeah. Or Will Smith's uh, Summertime or Or, Monet's Water
0: Lilies. Or what I rolled up on you with
1: earlier. (laughs) It's one of my favorite songs ever. Pete Rock and CL Smooth,
0: and then transition because it's funny. I think uh, that opening part is usually what gets a lot of folks, but yep. that the saxophone right there is what gets me. And then I go to a very specific place in college. Totally. But yeah, dude, I think there's just so much. Um, yeah, I know this is kind of a, a sort of a lighthearted thing that you brought up, but I think there's you know, some really good conversation to have around it. Um, just the idea of. Um, Music that like gets in there and mm-hmm. how it's, uh, you know, it's not just music, uh, but art in general.
1: Yeah, I might, I might say that you know, this episode in some ways, uh, is a good enjoiner to the last one with as far as replenishment goes. Oh, yeah. So, or vi- what, what is vitalizing to us and how, how, how it's the case. And I think there's musicians that can actually speak to this in greater depth and tech, technical expertise. Well, all I know is um, there, there better be a cookout in the next couple of days. I know. Cause, uh, I, I think got, there is. I got some. I think I'm, there already I'm gonna is. To, I'm going to have to make a playlist. I think we're now. having hot
0: dogs on Sunday, man. Heck yeah, dude. Okay. I was hinting at that. Okay, good. All <laughs> right. I was like, I think there is. Oh, yeah, that's right. We're doing hot dogs on Sunday. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll put together some music because now, okay. now it's just going to be a. Let's do it.
1: Awesome. Well, hopefully everybody will put on their awesome mixtape playlist for the summer. And if you got summer hits and you want to put together the Shock of Art Speak summer playlist, um, drop us a DM yeah, or an email. Let us know. And maybe we'll... We'll compose a uh, shout-out summer playlist for your studio. Yeah, that'd be great. I- I'd love that. If you're listening right now, like shoot us a note with
0: one song. Yeah, one song. Give we'll us one. Just, we'll drop a fat Spotify let's do playlist the, or something. Yeah, let's
1: do the ultimate 15-track 15, 15 playlist.
0: I thought you were going to say 15-hour. 15 15-hour
1: 15 playlist. <laughs> you know,
0: for those long days in the studio. Yeah,
1: that's true. <laughs> that is true. I'm looking at having some, I hope. So, All you
0: got to do is bring a bag full of cheeseburgers.
1: Cheeseburgers and Cheez-Its. if It, it also... <laughs> Cheetos, cheeseburgers, and cheeses. it's mm-hmm. cheese and bean burritos. I'm good, man. <laughs> I can live. Here. I mean, I think I've lived off that. If you want to know the secret of my success, <laughs> I just gave it to you. That is all the answers. <laughs> 100%. All
0: right. Well, on that note, it's a great way to, to end this yep. thing up. But as always, we love you all, your fantastic audience, and we will catch you next time. Peace. You've been listening to Shaco Art Speak, a production of Shaco Art Space. We are an independent nonprofit art gallery in Richmond, Virginia. We can be found online at shacoartspace.com and in real life in historic Shaco Bottle.